Welcome to the seventh episode of the BBMRI ERIC podcast. My name is Elena Shemba, Head of Outreach, Education and Communications at BBMRI. This is part two of a two-part podcast that shares different perspectives on why the patient pillar is so important. If you haven't already heard from Kathy Apostolidis and Stephanie Howard, I suggest you listen to that episode first. In this episode, you'll meet Eric Vermeulen, who's chair of the BBMRI Stakeholder Forum Patient Pillar. To explain the significance of the patient pillar and BBMRI's role in bringing patient organisations together, I'm going to hand over to Jana. My name is Jana Pauli-Zupans and I'm the head of public affairs at BBMRI Eric. It has been clear from the very beginning that the dialogue with the patient organizations is very intrinsic to biobanking itself. And that's why uh, we've foreseen to establish a stakeholder forum. This is something that has been actually written in the statutes of BBMRI with the goal of bringing patient organizations, primarily patient organizations, together with the biobanking community. And we are very proud that today we have organizations that we are working very closely together with, and they are coming from 13 different European countries, and we also have a number of European-level patient organizations with us. Now, we meet with the patient organizations several times per year, and this matters to us, but also to the patient organizations, because we are discussing the topics that really matter to both sides, such as cancer research, new legislation, for example, European health data space and its consequences for both the patients and the biobanking. We are also looking to bring together patients with the policy makers and moreover with the wide biobanking community, which we do quite regularly through our meetings and sessions at the European Biobank Week. What has been more and more important is also to include the patient organizations in the scope of our work on different European projects, because there we really see that the patients are included in the most topical discussions on the EU level, and that their point of view is really taken care of and noted. So, Overall, BBMRI has a very structured, but I would say also strategic dialogue with the patient organizations. And I would dare to say that this sets us apart from other organizations in the area. And for our future, we will work towards including even more patient organizations into our stakeholder forum. And of course, ensuring that at least one patient organization from every member state that we have is engaged and contributes and we can give back to that country also through engaging with patients. Thank you, Jana. Eric Vermeulen only recently took up the post of chair of the Stakeholder Forum Patient Pillar. He's also a member of the Scientific and Ethical Advisory Board for BBMRI. He made time to talk to me on a rainy morning from the Netherlands. Eric, welcome and thank you for making time today. Congratulations too on becoming the new chair of the Stakeholder Forum. As you well know, the forum with its patient pillar has been a key element of BBMRI, Eric, since, well, since day dot. 
Now, you have a background as a nurse with neonatal experience and as a sociologist, which I find fascinating. How do these different perspectives and the experiences that you have, how are they going to contribute to your role in patient advocacy, which you've done for years, and now as chair of the Stakeholder Forum? Okay, well, I'll do my best to have them uh, influence my work. Being a nurse always gives you a different perspective on patients, of course, because you're really in contact with um, patients, not only around treatment, but also for the more social um, issues. So you do not treat the disease, but you help the patient. And specifically in, uh, in pediatrics, you have to deal with the parents a lot uh, of the time, which was my work in the neonatal uh, unit. So studying sociology was um, something I always wanted to do, but it's really in line with being a nurse, in fact, because it's a social outlook on, uh, on individuals. And um, as a sociologist, you never look at an individual, but you always see them as, uh, yeah, influenced by uh, by their context, which is really what nurses also do. So it's it's really in line with that, really. And the hospital I was working in in Amsterdam really had um, a progressive view on how to um, respond to patients because they were really the first ones to have sort of meetings in which they asked parents to evaluate the care they had. So after, I think, a half a year or something, they invited parents of children who were admitted to the hospital to um, give uh, an open view on uh, the care they had, to learn from them. And we always made sure that they um, were frank and clear, so they did not need to hold the back and we were uh, trained not to uh, to defend our, our work, but to really listen what they thought. It was because there was a doctor there who uh, really uh, was trying to improve care and who was really forward-looking. And that learned a lot about yeah patient representation and patient perspectives. So that's really good. So that was in there from the first time I started working as a nurse, in fact. And as a sociologist, well, you learn that, um, especially in current society, representation is really important because all organizations have to uh, legitimize their work and what they do. So involvement and engagement are really central, I think. You, you are always in danger of having some upheaval about what you do in current society. And one means is good governance and involving and engaging with patients and people who are involved. So as a sociologist, that fits also really neat with uh, patient engagement. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I think you talking about in, in, as a nurse, first of all, having that contextual understanding for sociology, but as a nurse acting as a bridge between the patient and the doctor and seeing the whole patient. How, how did you become involved then in patient advocacy and then the, the, the patient pillar? Yes. Okay. Well, I, at first, I, after my PhD, I uh, started to work in, um, in the Dutch Cancer Hospital in the Netherlands. Your tissues and data can be used unless you opt out of uh, this. But they found out that nobody of the patients knew that this was possible. So nobody opted out. You could opt out, but you didn't know about it. So 
they thought, well, let's ask our patients what they think about this. And I was hired to do this research. So that we did with uh, questionnaires and with interviews. And that was really interesting because it made me realize that there is lots of tissues lying around in hospitals. They are stored in the context of treatment. If you have surgery for cancer, for example, they save some of the tissue because that can be used for later diagnostics. And um, it's really important to save it. And a lot of biobanking material or research is done with this tissue. So that's the normal tissue in hospitals. It's not specific biobanking because normally then you gather materials specifically for one goal or from one group of patients. But that research, it confronted me with patients and they said things like, oh, you still have a piece of me in the hospital? And because it was also cancer tissues, so they saved some cancer tissue, but also healthy tissue, if it was attached. And they also said, is it still growing then? Or um, what do you do with it? Uh, get rid of it? Or... Um, I don't care because it's not me. But some of them said it's really me that is um, being represented by this tissue. And that's for a sociologist is really interesting because that goes back to being an individual or being part of a collective. This tissue is really representing the patient. And that's what I find very interesting about biobanking. You don't need to be there to be in research. And the tissues are really important because they combine tissues and data from many, many persons. So that makes it even more valuable. So that's what uh, got me hooked on biobanking, in fact. And um, later on, I started to work for the, the Rare Disease uh, Patient Association. You summarize their motto as share and protect. They have a big stake in sharing data because they are um, with very few patients. That means you can't do any research unless if you combine the data and uh, the patient materials. But also they're really vulnerable because you can always identify them. If there are five patients in the Netherlands, you can um, anonymize the data, but you almost certainly find out who it is. So they are really... Um, yeah, aware of uh, privacy and identification. So for rare disease patients, share and protect is really important and biobanking and being a, in a registry uh, also on a European base. So that's really comes natural to be a patient representative in in this sense. And, and to come back to your question, because the Netherlands always had uh, the biobanking BBMRI, the Dutch version, and they also had um, a societal board and I became member of that because of the, the, the tissue uh, research and the patient views on that. So then we became aware of BBMI European version. So that's why I became member of that too. I think you, you've brought up some really important differing views on how patients view and approach their samples and data being treated and a deep understanding around that. You have been involved in the Stakeholder Forum for a while, particularly on behalf of the Dutch Association and for rare and genetic diseases. And I, what you've talked about in particular, that awareness, that understanding that 
being involved in research as a patient is critical and it's in your interest, but also real sensitivities around how your data is handled. Now, the patient at Pillar currently has three areas of focus. That's biobanking with children or paediatrics, which you're very sensitive to, cancer, which you've already brought up, and how patient data is treated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're all major areas currently at the moment as topics within biobanking. And, and through your work, you've got an understanding of that through the Dutch Health RI, and you have a particular understanding of GDPR and the European Health Data Space, which is a huge project for those that don't know. Now, what will be the contribution of the patient pillar to these areas over the next couple of years? Yeah, that's a difficult to answer question. Maybe I should explain what I learned recently. European Health Data Space is trying to make data access better possible in Europe. Because currently countries have their own regulations and it's difficult to exchange or get access to more data. So patients, I think, would prefer that this is made possible. But the European data space also needs to protect the patient's uh, privacy and their possible misuse of, of data, of course. So what the European health data space is, I think, is going to do is have uh, data access organizations for every country with also patient involvement engagement or citizen rather uh, involvement engagement. And really, BBMRI Eric is a sort of model for this because they have the infrastructure already in Europe. They have the national nodes, the biobanking nodes with patients and citizens involved, and they also have the European branch, the stakeholder forum. So I think, yeah, for me, this is an ideal example or or maybe even infrastructure for the European health data space. Of course, BBMA Eric stakeholder forum does not have the means yet to provide this for a European health data space, but I think that as a model uh, or, or an example, we can really use that. And I think we should use that. And I think that, well, one of my goals indeed for the stakeholder forum is to increase the the communication between our members and also their attachment to the nodes in in the countries. For example, we now have many representatives from rare disease organizations, but not necessarily from the biobank nodes. So I think it's our task to connect these better or make sure that they communicate with each other so that we learn uh, what what are developments or problems or things that they want to be discussed in the national node and that we can also discuss that in the stakeholder forum on the international level. So I think BBMRI can be very important for the European health data space in in this sense. It's really helpful that you've outlined it that way because there is quite a lot of fragmentation in terms of how health data is handled. And of course, EHDS is about harmonising that. And the way we operate as BBMRI with our national nodes, you've then got that sort of meter level of the stakeholder forum and BBMRI, Eric, and then you've got the national nodes with that contextual understanding of countries' positions on data and making sure that Um, patient advocacy groups, so members of the patient pillar, are better connected through to those nodes. That's really helpful. Thank you. You've set out some priorities um, before taking on 
the chairmanship. Can you explain to listeners what some of those priorities are and how the pill is going to achieve them? Yeah, well, I, I think that in general, health data are becoming more and more important for health research and also for better diagnostic tools. And then you think about the data that are stored in the context of care. But of course, BBMRI is about biobanking. So they already have a lot of data and specifically gathered also. And they have the infrastructure to share um, among uh, researchers. So I think that is, well, like I said, that is also the model to proceed. What is really fascinating for me is that in the Netherlands, we have with HealthRI, we are trying to set up a learning health system in which these data in the context of care are used to improve treatments and diagnostics. So I think that the biobank data should be connected to that too. I don't really know how that should be done, but um, I, I guess that should be possible um, in some sense. So yeah, that's where I think that the learning health system is really important. And for this, you really need the patient involvement and engagement. You want to be legitimate and you want also their cooperation because they can give you more data if they see the logic and the goals of gathering these data and using these data. So that's where I think BBMRI can be really important. I think the, the focus on data is so important, you know, for those who might be listening and are less familiar with biobanking, it's not just about a liquid or um, a tissue sample being collected. From that sample comes um, lots of very detailed data about the sample, and that is also the sample. Yeah. And so it's connecting those three together and making sure that anonymity consent, reuse, standards in data gathering, harmonized. They're all major issues that need to be tackled to develop new treatments. And so the patient pillar is really important for helping to achieve that. Something of additional importance is trust. And this comes, of course, with data. So trust with biobanking and medical research. And I know this is a priority for you too. How do you think the Stakeholder Forum and your link to the Scientific and Ethical Advisory Board, how can that help BBMRI navigate greater transparency and generate trust with the general public when it comes to working with biobanks and data? Yeah, I think that we can only try to remain trustworthy is where I think that you need to show that in your governance, you involve and engage with and patients. So that is what I think basically is our task to show that we are involved, that we think with them, that we advise them also on on certain things. So that is where I think that I would want to um, increase the working of the stakeholder forum. For example, in the Netherlands, in in the Nalterai Societal Board, we really take a topic and advice on this and we write this down and we send that to the board of the health ri that is difficult because in bbmr eric we are with far more people with uh, different perspectives so i don't really see how we can do this but i think that is important to show on the outside world that we think and we advise from uh, their perspective 
It is a very important perspective when there are major consultations out, having the patient pillar involved in commenting on them and shaping BBMRI's view on something that can't happen without the view of patient advocacy groups and thus the patient pillar. Well, as a sociologist, I also see the limitations of this effort. It takes a lot of time. The topics are really difficult. Even if you read something, sometimes it's difficult to understand. Take, for example, the the EHDS. I find that people have different perspectives on what what the current proposal is. And we also do not really know what our uh, representatives contribute. I, I mean, from the Belgian or the Dutch representatives, or what they bring in, in in the proposal. So there are limits to engagement and involvement, I think. And um, we have to be aware of this. I think we cannot do more than be aware of this and try to manage it. I have also my time limits. I cannot read all and be involved in all activities. So I guess that is the same for uh, the other representatives because they are always uh, representatives of patient associations. So they're for their perspective, even from their disease perspective, possibly. So um, we have to be aware of this. You, You make an important point, I think, that a lot of this work particularly around the stakeholder forum, is done in kind. Yeah. What motivates you? Oh, yeah. Well, the fascination for biobanking and for cooperation, in fact. And I see a lot of really um, enthusiastic uh, researchers who really want to do good for patients. So I think that is the main motivation. Yeah. Eric, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Over this two-part episode, you've met members of the Stakeholder Forum Patient Pillar and got an insight into the diverse backgrounds and expertise its members bring to BBMRI ERIC. The influence of the Pillar is key to ensuring that the organisation's direction has the patient, alongside the biobanks, at the heart of it. If you would like to know more about the Forum and Pillar, visit the BBMRI ERIC website, that's bbmri-eric.eu, and browse the About section. We regularly share news from the Patient Pillar and projects involving patient input via the BBMRI ERIC newsletter. You can sign up for that too on our website. If you enjoyed this podcast, do share it with interested friends and colleagues and leave us a review on whichever platform you listen via. It helps us reach new listeners. Watch out for our next podcast episode via our at BBMRI Eric socials on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.